0: Crew Three Podcast. I'm your host, Ruckman. With me as always are my co-hosts, Chris and Ricky. Gentlemen, say hello. Hey. hey how's it going? And we of course sponsor I want to support us with Patreon. It's patreon.com slash Crew3MTG. Check in a bucket your names on all of our videos and streams. $5 a piece of monthly exclusive content, which sorry for the late, but they will be out this week for sure. And also of course the backlog. And $50, $20 international gets you the monthly swag bag mailing, which uh since hopefully the early access will have all of us here at my place again. Will be signed by all of us for the month of April, so uh, hopefully we can get that to happen. And as well, if you want a sweet Crew Three playmat, either with our logo or our uh, balanced cards, don't buy snowboards design. There is a link in the description to also apply our inked gaming affiliate play our inked gaming affiliate code. If you would like to just buy something else and just uh, you know support us that way with just the code and uh, buy something else you want there, because they all obviously have wonderful, wonderful products. Uh, also, before we get started, I do want to remind everyone: this episode we're a little more adult. Put the kids away. Put the kids to bed early. Because this episode sixty nine, which means it's time for Crew Three
1: Nights. Nights. Nights.
0: All right, all right. So, gentlemen, how are you doing this week? Hey, fantastic.
2: I've been uh, I've been feeling a perfect six out of nine.
0: Hell yeah. <laughs> All right, so this week we got a pretty stock show, because obviously, spoiler season started. We talked about that at the end of last week. Um, we got, hey, results are back. I didn't have to go try to dig them up this time, and we have at least a week of metagame to talk about. Uh, and uh, what a week of a metagame it was, and then, of course, uh, we'll end with our dozen slap. Before that, gentlemen, I think it's time to talk about What Killed Magic this week. That it is. <laughs> All right, so What Killed Magic this week. Uh, So obviously there's a lot of cool cards coming to Pioneer Trickshaven, but there are some cards in Trickshaven that are not coming to Pioneer, and those are the Mystical Archives. And of course, there is a lot of contention over one piece of art in particular. So no matter what you want to think about it, uh, I think what killed Magic this week is the artwork of a one uh, Mr. Jason Felix (laughs) swerved on you. Swerved? He thought I was going to talk about Faithless Looting, which, you know... My opinions of the Discord, if you want to actually hear about them, but uh, with how that discussion went, I don't want to open that discourse, uh, so I was happy to see, well, not really happy to see, because it's very disappointing, that the art, it looks like, allegedly, uh, of course, you know, we don't want to- fully, Allegedly. Fully say, allegedly, er, you know, if you know what I mean, allegedly, uh, the art of Crux of Fate was essentially stolen using uh, a piece of fan artwork for Nicole Bolus and a- Did you just call of-
1: it Nicole Bolas?
0: Nicole Bolas?
1: Nicole? Does she know uh, she know Nicole Richie?
0: Sorry, Nic- what are you talking about? What are you going on about? It's Nicole <laughs> Bolas.
1: You just said Nicole, and I've never heard it pronounced Nicole over nickel.
0: There's no E. It's yeah, it's just, it's just an O, right? Anyways. Anyways. So uh, let me go try to pull up the, the fan artist real quick, because that is... I do want to, if that is... It's, and it, it entirely looks like the case, because they essentially layered over their art over the the crux of fate art and it like lines up perfectly so omg scary pet did the fan artwork and it's probably essentially from the deviantart page if you go look at their twitter account you can see their (laughs) their art laid essentially right over the the nicole bolus art and then someone in this thread also pointed out that the ugin artwork lines up right over the the original raymond swallet art for the original ugin the spirit dragon so uh Hopefully, uh, Watts, I can't wait to see their response to this.
2: So, supposedly. Allegedly. Allegedly. They claimed that they thought they were in an assets folder that was given to them by Wattsy.
0: Oh, did they actually make a statement? I haven't seen this. And that, like,
2: because like, it was a, a... Apparently, there's been a lot of products coming out at Wizards. Have you guys the heard about that? you don't that? say.
0: You, you guys, don't uh, say.
2: You guys seen a lot of products coming out of Wizards of the Coast? Anyways, uh, so their artists their artists are a little overworked. So uh, you know, sometimes you're given art assets to like from your flavor guide and stuff like that, and sometimes you trace over those art assets into your art. Okay. And so the leading the leading theory is that like, you know, uh nothing malicious, but they pulled the Ugin out of their art assets folder, and they thought they pulled the Nicobolus also out of the art assets folder. Uh it's still Still, definitely wrong if that's what happened, but uh, I don't think it'll be that big of a deal. I'm pretty sure we could.
0: Uh, we, I'm pretty sure we could put the pieces back together here. Mm-hmm. There, there, there's a lot more. I think leeway in the Ugin, but the Bolus that like is essentially just like dragged around the art. Like, there's no oh, yeah. difference in the yeah. Bolus. Yeah. He, he tilted it a little bit.
2: Mm-hmm. You know, Move
0: one of the arms around, Erase the DeviantArt uh, watermark. The uh, the the definite definitely. Things happened here.
2: It's it's definitely more than coincidental, probably, but I'm sure it has a logical explanation somewhere. Out of the blue, I don't know. Uh, But until it does, though, I think we
0: should all quit playing magic. Very clearly, this is what we should do. Magic's dead. Magic's dead. What a storm is coming! What kind of storm is coming to historic? And that is both literally and figuratively. Because all these storm cards coming to historic, because obviously, so the mystical archive, right? It's they're the only legal in the forms of legal. I think what's interesting is that uh, that one green card, which is actually a preview of Modern Horizons two.
2: Mm-hmm. What is, is that? It... Where it's from?
0: Yes, abundant harvest is from Modern Horizons two, and funnily enough, it will not be legal in Modern until Modern Horizons two gets so printed. Is it? Is it literally not legal in any format except for limited? It'll be legal. It should be legal in Legacy and Vintage because it's like an eternal product, right? but it wouldn't be legal it's not going to be legal in modern until it's printed modernly legal who don't mess this up it's my understanding of it um so obviously you know what do we have coming to um historic brainstorm faithless looting a lot of the storm cards inquisition of kozalek but what was too good for historic source The Plowshares? shares counterspell dark ritual demonic tutor lightning bolt channel and natural order okay i'll give you like demonic tutor and probably like channel right but come on you're giving them all of this stuff and you're like no 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 swords too good counterspell too good bolt too good
2: that art on counterspell is uh amazing
0: yeah but you know what is better though it's it, the counterspell art is amazing but you know what's great though what all the japanese arts the, all the Japanese mm. arts are
2: pretty good. There's very few that I think that the English art is better. Mm-hmm. Which I think it's like uh, like literally just Mind's Desire, Defiant Strike, and uh, Counterspell. Sure. Those are the ones I really love the art of. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, also, I must say, Format All-Star. And definitely like when I think of like some of the best spells throughout all magic... Mm-hmm. I'm so glad it got notarized here and
0: reprinted. Can we all take a sip with Revitalize? Finally, oh, mm-hmm. is is taking a sip is is alcoholic consumption is that worthy of a saxophone? Sure. Yeah. All right. Saxophone.
2: Okay. Cool. Nice. cool. And thankfully, like we got this lame Kaldheim Revitalize. There's no drinks there. There's no sips. We got, this, we, got this, uh, we got this elf person, and they look pretty shiny and cool, but, but what am I supposed to be drinking, you know? Yeah, how, how, what am I going to do with these chips? Like, is she giving me three life and a card? I don't believe that at all. If I don't have my Mountain Dew, then I'm not getting, you know, if, I'm not, if I don't got my drink, you know, we ain't gaining three life or drawing a yeah, card. Yeah, yeah. So really, the lore of Magic was really thrown out the window when they printed the Kaldheim Revitalize. That's what actually killed Magic.
0: <laughs> that is what killed Magic. But we're, it's brought back, though. Magic's alive again because of the new Mythical Archive revitalized. Yeah. God. Uh, there, so there is a question. There are, like, two questions I want to ask you before we leave Mystical Archive in the land of Historic to go talk about pioneer results. Um, what are your thoughts on, obviously, people are freaking out about Faithless Looting and Brainstorm being in the format. I feel like a lot of uh, the, 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 the Zoomer magic are like, oh my god, brainstorm, but then the, the paper boomers are like, it's not gonna be good without fetch lands. dude like you have fabled passage, so I don't know what you mean with without fetch lands. Okay, sure, you're right. But like, like Tendrils of Agony is going in. Like are, are there enough like rituals though and things like that to make the storm cards worth it? I think Mind's desire is still good enough, because even if you get like one extra copy of Mind's Desire, it's gonna be good, right? But like, are you gonna be able to storm enough for tendrils? I like that. I like the fact that Historic is
2: just such a garbage fire that instead of trying to put out the fire, they have decided to uh, initiate an uncontrolled burn around Historic.
1: Yeah, just put some, pour some more gasoline on it and see what
0: happens. Yeah,
2: you know, it'll burn out eventually, right?
0: Yeah, so my question is, I don't think I saw this, are the Historic band archives, are they still going to be in the set or are they going to be removed from packs On Arena? Yeah. I don't know, I hope they're still in the packs. If if I if I open one, do I get a, do I get a uh, a wild card for it as soon as I get it because it's banned?
1: Well, you make a good point. I guess they would be taken out.
0: Uh, also, run art for how Magic died this week are all of the common cards upgraded to rare. Like I hope you save rare wild cards for Looting and Brainstorm. Hmm.
1: Oh yeah! Wow, that's gonna be interesting. I didn't please, think about please. that aspect of it at yeah. all. Yeah. yeah
0: please wow. remember when they were talking about like oh maybe we'll just make you have more wild cards for store cards no how about we just make them the harder to get wild cards
1: sure geez Yeah, that's that's oh that's something i mean i i think that mine's desire will be the more playable one. i could see tendrils just because i think there's a lot of ways to make treasure and i think mm-hmm. treasure is going to be the way to get stuff right like you're going to bank mana um, one way or another or you know obviously you've got what is it bergy he's the yeah. one that gets you you know mana back so i think things like that will make storm a playable deck i definitely don't think it'll be quite as degenerate but um, i think the brave and crafty match the gathering community will find a way to make storm either tendrils sure. or my desire happen i would also like to
2: thank thank god thank everybody thank the entire WotC staff for finally giving me a strategic planning with art that i'm not just embarrassed by in my deck you don't, you don't like Chase and Gideon having a talk? They're like, oh, they're in the worst position. I, just, mm-hmm. I can't describe to you what that is doing to their back. They are two scoliosed men having a conversation about scoliosis. Uh,
0: I mean, sorry, Gideon is a decidedly scoliosed man. Right. And then the Kaldheim one is just a random dude. Like, look at my tats. The battle plans are painted on his arms. There's nothing strategic or planning about But there's nothing strategic or planning about this tarot card reading shooting lasers into my mind's eye. That's like a Persona summon right there. That's pretty dope. How's that strategic or planning? Look, they've at least
2: planned this uh, Illuminati triangle of cards. And that's what I want to do to my opponent, so.
0: Okay, all right. Fair enough, fair enough. All right, time for Pioneer Talk. Let's go. All righty. Let's take a look at this 14-day metagame because, boy, is it a doozy. (laughs) Because <laughs> we essentially just have the one week, right? So in number 12, we have Mono Black Agra at 2.9% of the meta. Lotus Combo at 2.9% of the meta at number 11. At number 10, we have Blue-White Spirits at 3.6% of the meta. And at number 9, Monogreen Mono Green Midrange, because again, they're kind of Planeswalkers become just the midrange deck now, at 4.4% of the meta. Jund Citadel at 5.1% of the meta. Laura Spurn also at 5.1% of the meta. Rakdos Pyromancer at 5.1% of the meta. Orzhov Auras... At 6.6% of the meta. Five color control, which is, of course, your turn is Magrify, deck with the Seekers Chariots all that good stuff. Use a, ooh, excuse me. 7.3% of the meta. Nymph to Light at 7.3% of the meta. But that's third place. You guys hold on to your seats because you are not going to believe what's at uh, second and first place this week. I'm ready. In at second place with 8.8% of the meta. Of course, this is based on just one week's worth of data. But boy, did it have a good weekend. Is it Phoenix?
2: What about time? About you guys time, want, you guys want to I have victory laps. The recognition mm-hmm. that I deserve.
1: Yep, 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 I think we would like to accept this award on behalf of Sir Phoenix, and uh, we just want to say we could have done it without the team, you know.
2: Yeah, I put in the hours.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh huh.
2: I paid one mana, I get to draw my three cards. That's how the card works,
1: right? You we know? went cruising, right?
2: Yep. It's about time people are. Then
1: we came back. Then we came back to shore. We uh, didn't get stuck in the Suez Canal while we were cruising, mm-hmm. and here we are on top.
0: Phoenix also won the. It didn't win any of the challenges, but it did win the Mana Traders this weekend um, versus Jeskai and Soul. Of course, I, Mana Traders isn't reported in this, which that would change up the results a bunch because I know uh, Auras and in the Transmogrify deck were big portion. Were like the top two decks in the. The mana traders by percentage, mm-hmm. uh, but of course those results aren't here. But Phoenix did take that down, so that's another victory. It's another uh, notch in your belt there. And then that means first place, Demir Control at 13.9% of the meta. Yeah, I'd also like to uh, accept this reward. Oh, you're, you're double awarding?
1: <laughs> I don't think you can accept both of them. I'm
2: accepting this award too. I believed in the control deck. I, I told you that the Blue Black X control deck would survive after Uro.
0: Well, you said Rek would survive after Uro. Uh, uh,
2: uh, that name is not spoken in this household anymore.
1: Feel like this is where Kanye steps up and takes your mic and is like, I'm going to let you finish. I've already taken the mic. But is not has one try. of the best finishes of all time?
0: Ricky's going to, like, walk out of here and just claim every other victory. I know, here. right? Like uh, He's but... going to, he's going to, he's going to, who was it that had, like, five Grammys that one year? Taylor Swift.
2: It was Taylor Swift. I mean, she doesn't need all of those, right?
0: she'll she'll share some with you right ricky yeah yeah i mean how many times do you buy all her albums uh only once only once wow what a, i thought you were a real fan i mm-hmm. know i didn't buy seven copies of each album well how are you gonna help her go triple platinum
2: i know i know that's my own failing not hers
0: you know okay. who is going triple
1: platinum is it phoenix is it Phoenix? Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know. They didn't win. Demir Control kind of tromped you guys, but uh, let's let's, 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 take let's into these get challenges. into it. let's get yeah. into it, shall we? All right. On the twenty seventh, in eighth place, we have Monogram Midrange by Mandrel Man. Seventh place, we have Lotus Combo. Sixth place, is it Phoenix? Let me double check that. Let me be sure here. I don't want to, you know. I'm gonna make sure I give credit where credit is due. All right. Yep. Yeah. Checks out. These are all Is it Phoenix? Okay. Good. 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 Fifth place, Loris Burn. Fourth place, Is it Phoenix? Third place, Is it Phoenix? Second place, Demir control first place, Demir Control. There's a bunch of to lights down there at the towards the bottom. Man, what what happened here? Where did all these what why is this the week of Phoenix? That's what I want to know. I need to I need to go dig into the Phoenix Discord and be like, why was this the week the Fire Nation attacked?
1: Yeah, it's a bunch of different builds of Phoenix as well, at least on this first challenge week. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think a lot of people were just excited about Phoenix, you know? So
0: <laughs> They they couldn't wait for Faithless Looting to hit uh, Hit arenas, they had to go jam phoenix and Pioneer. Probably. It's still pretty good. Yeah. Really, the big thing though, right? Okay. i let you guys
2: know. Uh-huh. Finale is free. Is it? There's no more Teferi to hold us back. Oh, yeah, yeah, So Finale of Promise is an insane, insane phoenix card. But uh, good old Teferi Time Raveler, printed in the same set, so we got to enjoy none of this without him. Uh, literally says you can't cast it like you cast finale for like two and fairy just says cool that was a Mm -hmm. cool one spell you do nothing sure so finale is dope it's all three of your phoenix spells in one card generally for four mana and it gets you all your phoenixes back and then you get to also probably cast like a chart of course and like an opt or a chart of course and a lightning axe and uh maybe dump another phoenix
0: in there i think it's super dope I mean, of course, that's a one-of in the third-place Phoenix list. The fourth-place Phoenix, or the uh, the sixth-place one is getting out there, just mainboarding a one-of Anger. I mean, yeah, I like
2: the main deck Sweltering Suns. Anger's a little dangerous. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I respect it.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, this is a list. This has, like, two Thrill possibility, which obviously I, I hate with the Fiery Burning Passion. Um, I do like Crackling Drake a little bit more now. Because I think it's much harder to to kill. Okay. Uh, but obviously, I the trick about it is with the number one sweeper right now really being Extinction Event. Obviously, having you know all your threats be evens between Thing in the Ice or Young Pyromancer or Crackling Drake is like, eh. but you can't play the three mana Drake because you exile spells. Um, Crackling Drake obviously counts the exiled spells, so you know, it's fine. But uh, this list is kind of all over the place, and I'm guessing they were just trying to figure out what cards good. I, I probably prefer the Is it Charm because again, a lot of people forget that card exists and they just cast their big mm-hmm. four or five mana sweeper into it, and you just go nope. Or again, there's an unsubstantiate, which I'm a big fan of. But uh, pieces of the puzzle, fun card probably needs to be in the
0: sideboard. I do want to point out here this ninth place list by McWinn Sauce. This uh, it's essentially the port of the Soul Tile Ultimatum deck list. Mm-hmm. This is uh, this is going to be one to keep an eye on going forward um claudio also had a 5-0 league with this deck list says the deck's great and uh, i know the guys over at faithless uh, faithless brewing are going on like 20 something and like three right now at their record with the deck list so this is gonna be a deck to th- keep an eye on going forward i think the big thing with this deck right now is it's playing good cards instead of just trying to get the weird um omniscience combo going sure we're just casting our, our main value um, yeah,
1: like I said, I mean green's still an extremely powerful color. You've got very powerful mm-hmm. planeswalkers. You've got powerful ramp, and obviously combining it with blue, you get some you get some insane
0: cards. So, mm-hmm.
1: um, a little surprised we're not seeing more Simic mythics in here. But yeah, hey, Growth Spiral is the heck of a card.
0: Well, I mean you need monocolor cards for your ultimatums. Very true. Very true. Can we look at the uh, seventh place Lotus combo deck. Uh, is it the approach version?
2: Uh, no, but it's playing some. It's playing some funky stuff. Uh like Brawl. No, Brawl's pretty common now. I've I've
0: not seen Brawl. It is playing approach. Uh it is also they playing. Can, they can tutor for the approach. See, so lines. this is this is like a pretty common build. So there are like two builds right now. There's this Sultai build, so this one is with Brawl. And then there's like a a, a, a blue red version that's air quotes Jess Guy that's playing Bergy and is like mainboarding the approaches.
2: These are this is a this is an update from what I normally see with these decks, in my
0: opinion. No, nah, it's been they've been doing this for a couple weeks now. Yeah, I've not seen the uh, the approaches. Hmm. Uh, well, because I think the Sultai deck kind of beat out the approach version overall. Right.
2: Or the nine lives. When do you when do you go get nine lives?
0: Uh, probably burn. Yeah, I guess so. You just need to survive, right? Yeah. Right. Makes sense to me. All right, ready to move on to the next one. Let's do it. Yep. Our next challenge on the twenty eighth. This is the Sunday. Uh in eighth place we have five Color Control, which is of course everyone remind everyone is the Transmogrify. Decklist, seventh place Transmogrify. sixth place Luris Burn, fifth place Orzov Orz, fourth place Rakdos, third, second, and first all Demir control. Ricky, how how many trophies are we taking on tonight?
2: Uh I would like to accept this uh this trophy on on behalf of Danny TB. Uh, if you want that trophy, you'll have to contact me on Twitter. <laughs> and I will bestow it back to you. Okay, cool. Uh, <laughs>
0: wow. And then we, what? What? <laughs> Nothing. Uh, I'm just look. I don't. I just don't think you're allowed to just take all these trophies away from people. They have worked so hard for them.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, I just want to. I just want to get more uh, trophies in my trophy case. Uh huh. And they're not here to claim them, so it would be a waste to just you know.
0: Then why are you engraving your name into it? well, you weren't supposed to see that part. I was supposed to do that <laughs> part in private. Yeah, no, I saw, I saw you tell him that they were going to get them with his name on it, but then I walked over and I saw them getting engraved in the back during, in the green room and they were, I saw, I started seeing see the, the letters R I C K Y. Yeah. Well, you know,
2: you, you weren't supposed to see that. That was, that was, that was supposed to be some studio magic. Okay.
1: You know, and you know what you were supposed to see? What? This nine mid range deck by, uh, by Willie Adele. Uh, which is just a um, Winota deck. But still, this is kind of fun. I have not seen them playing four Voice of Resurgence and for Arcanine of Emeria. Now, that being said, it could have been one of those things. Where hold on, hold like on. You're going to sure.
0: make fun of me for Nicole Bolas, and you're going to call him Willie Adele? Yeah.
1: All right, I Like the like singer. All right.
0: Yeah.
2: Never mind. I've found uh-huh. Winota like you. Yeah.
1: Rolling in the deep.
0: Okay, all right. I'm just saying, I don't think you get to make fun of my pronunciations when you two goons are out here, can't speak English half the time. <laughs> I uh, know we all have the, the text public education system, but at least I had 12 years in Ohio first.
1: That's true. You, you say that teach. like that's an advantage. Taught you to call it Nicole
0: <laughs> It's totally not, but you know, hey, you gotta give me something here. I've never heard anybody brag more about Ohio
2: than you. And you only did it like twice. And that's more Ohio bragging than I've ever
0: heard in my hey, life. Hey, look, I got Kings Island and Cedar Point. <laughs> Those are barely Ohio. They're too Is that close to uh, Tequila? Look, if you want to <laughs> come back to where I grew up, we'll go to the Dean Martin Day Festival, where they misspelled Regis Philbin's name because he was the guest of honor on the big uh, float sign.
1: Wow. Somebody, yeah, slowest fingers on that one, huh? Trying to make a fastest finger question joke. Anyway, uh, this deck looks fun. I'm guessing all our usual suspects that play these challenges are watching the uh, pro tour or, or whatever taking it's called.
2: Part of it. yeah. or we're playing yeah. in the pro tour or,
1: or playing in play it. Part. Exactly right. Yeah, we're playing it because again, most this is another week where most of these names are not people that I recognize. Mm-hmm. We've seen some uh, Miss Trigger. Obviously, we've seen some uh, some Willie out here, but a lot of these other decks are are always the people I, I don't really know. A couple of them mm-hmm. are ones I've seen. Do okay, but for the most part, they're not names that work.
0: Uh, remember this Naya. Remember Naya Wanota, because I think there could be a, a card here at Strixhaven that uh, could find a home in this deck list. Okay, I can't wait to uh, can't wait to dive in. So, uh, anything else for we before we do dive in? Let's dive in. I normally we'd go into leagues, you know. We finally have leagues back. Oh, I do want to mention. Um, like I said, Claudio has been tearing it up with that uh, ultimatum deck list. But also, check his Twitter, because he posted a 5-0 decklist with a really sweet five-color humans brew mm. that uses Pyre of Heroes. I would also
2: like to just point out that in this challenge, Shark mm-hmm. Typhoon was the most played Magic
0: card. I Shark Typhoon is a card that I don't know how much I'm going to play, but I just like, man, I really need to pick up my place at some point, because it's a card that I think is going to could hit 20 bucks at some point easily. I mean, it's already pretty close. It's like thirteen TCG mid right now. Yeah,
1: it, it makes me happy when a card like that's doing well. Like I said, when the number one card is Mystical Dispute, I'm furious, angry. When it's Thoughtseize, I'm not super happy either. I like oh, Thoughtseize be in the mix, but don't worry, Mystical
0: Dispute's number four.
1: Yeah, I know, I hear you. But when, but when I see some Shark Typhoon, I'm like, that's just good, honest magic. You know what I'm saying? I can trip, and I paid X plus two for for a shark
0: token. You know, that's. That's good magic, in my opinion. All right. ready to start talking spoilers? Oh, I'm mm-hmm. ready to talk spoilers. All right. We got Trixanda spoilers. So, of course, Thursday was the big reveal stream. So, fr- like, Friday and Thursday, most of the spoilers were Mystic Archives. But today really came through. I do want to ask before we get started into spoilers. Today was, like, lore Lorehold Day, kind of. Yeah. Do you... Did you guys enjoy that? I kind of enjoyed it. It felt like a little more I like the little more focused in aspect of it. Obviously there's gonna be more stuff to see as we go on, but I do kind of like the the spotlight day for certain things. I mean, if we get Prismari day soon, then I'm excited. I mean, I'm assuming we're gonna get a day every 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 day. We're gonna uh, get, get a, gonna day get a college day every day. day every day this week. Gosh. I am smelling the toast. That's all right. <laughs> Have is, Nicole Bolas uh, help you out. I don't. I don't know if it's the toast or if I've just been drinking too much because it's crew three nights. Hey. All right, so uh, let's get into it. So, what do you guys think? Do you, would you like that to go forward? Sort of like um, with TSR where they did like colors. Yeah,
1: I, I, I think I'm, I'm a it. fan of more organized anything. Right, like the more effort I see placed into things like that, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm I'm a fan, right? I think it's, Mm -hmm. I think it's cool. It adds a little something to it. It doesn't have to necessarily be for everybody and everybody has to like it, but I I don't see the downside. Right. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, it's one thing if we're going to be old men and shut on our lawns, I don't like this way of doing things. But I mean, again, I I don't see, at least I haven't been presented with an argument where it's, where it's a downside to it. um, Other than just, you know, Hey, you know, they, they used to kind of just spoil them any which way. So this seems like
0: a fun way to do it. Sure. Oh, oh, before we before we do fully move into spoilers, I do want to mention – so we, we, like, poo-pooed in the past about, like, sort of more recent coverage, right? I do want to say – I didn't get a chance to sit down and watch a whole lot. I was really busy this weekend. But what I did see, you know, uh, top-A drama aside, I thought coverage of the PT this weekend was excellent. I liked a lot of the sort of between-rounds stuff where they had, like, uh, Cedric becoming John Madden walking through the plays.
1: I agree, actually. Good call out. Yeah, good call out. I, I 100% agree on that. I think where we've been critical there, I think now's the time to give, give the team the props because just that that kind of way of like, oh, hey, look, here's some extra analysis, especially for newer players, I think is a lot better. I, I definitely grow tired of like the, here's the old deck techs or here's my, you know, some guy who I'm not that impressed with their player skills take on something. I like when you've got people breaking down plays that are, are interesting and in, in putting that extra effort in. And obviously the casting is always good, especially when Cedric's involved. So mm-hmm. good, good call out because it was and organized. Also I,
0: think, I think the more times you see stuff like that, mm-hmm. it's going to, it's going to make you start thinking about the, those kinds of lines yourself too, because I guarantee you, I wouldn't have saw that line.
1: Right. I, I agree. And again, I didn't watch coverage all weekend, but I've seen a lot of clips from from that kind of mm-hmm. stuff because, again, people were kind of memeing on like all oh, the John Madden style, but in a good way. Right. It was cool. Right. Yeah. Hey, they put tools in Cedric's hand and, and let him go with it. So yeah. that was a fun,
0: uh, a fun way to do it. I definitely applaud that. Yeah. I just can't wait for Laundry Picante to hit magic. Mm-hmm. All right. So now, finally, anything else? Anything else? Bueller, 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 spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Let's do spoilers. Let's do spoilers. All right. Uh, we're going to kind of cover just the rares and mythics with a few key comms to uncommons uh, just to sort of speed things along because there are going to be a lot of spoilers and we want to keep things flowing along. So let's start with the Planeswalkers, Will and Rowan, who, of course, I am assuming are Maros. He's on sharing card type. Cause that's right. We have a double face plate. We have no, this would have been the same because, oh, no, wait, hold mm-hmm. on. Yeah, yeah, because Valkyrie's a creature on one side, plays on the other, so uh-huh. I'm assuming this is our Morrow modal DFC that shares a type with itself, so we have Planeswalker on one side, Planeswalker on the other, right, so front side, Rowan, Scholar, Sparks, for two and a red, you got two loyalty Planeswalker, Incident Sorcery Spells you cast cost one less to cast. And plus one Rowan, Scholar of Sparks is one damage to each opponent. If you draw drawn three or more cards this turn, she deals three damage to each opponent instead. Minus four, you get an with whenever you cast Insert Sorcery. You may pay two. If you do copy that spell, you may choose new targets to that copy. On the back side, we have Will, Scholar of Frost, four and a blue, four-star loyalty. Instant Sorcery spells you cast cost one less to cast. Plus one up to one target creature has base power and top of zero two until your next turn. Minus three draw two cards minus seven exile up to five target permanents. for each permanent exile this way its controller creates a four four blue and red elemental creature token what do you guys think uh
2: it's cool I like the art I like the characters mm-hmm. um it, it's a no for me dog they're they're really expensive right I mean like I feel like Rowan doesn't do enough
0: hmm
2: I like her passive ability, so, like, she didn't need to do a lot. But, like, her ability seems a little weak, and then her ultimate's really weak. And she comes in at two. Yeah, and then Will is, like, honestly, I'm really close on Will, but his ultimate just doesn't do anything. Mm-hmm. His yeah. ultimate's, like, exile your, own, exile your own lands to make four fours, and then you get wiped. Sure. Maybe exile your opponent's lands and then wipe them.
1: I feel a little bit the opposite on this card. I, I'm willing to print over will like I, I, to me, really? that's not a card. Oh yeah. In my opinion, that's not a card. Um, I am, I'm absolutely interested in Rowan in, in my sideboards because in matches where you can sneak down a three minute planeswalker, especially with just like quite a few of them. And again, particularly I'm talking about like spells decks that either want to be doing Phoenix or other things like that, um, where, where you're not going to be pressured or, you know, that you can defend because you've either put, uh, a young pyromancer down or something like that, you know, and you can you can do some blocking it's better early but if you can block for it late in my opinion that's totally fine because it's a um, those kind Let's of see. decks really have a lot of blue or red plus one mana cost spells if you think in charter courses um but the one uh the two should mana you that you look at the top three the rest go to your yard you get one you, whatever you you cards. It? yeah exactly right so um, I, I like the, I'm much more impressed with the cost of that effect. And then later on, bolting is, is pretty sweet. And the, the ultimate I think is totally fine. Like I'm definitely down to get more card advantage by, you know, just paying two to copy an op or something like that. If you ever get to it and it gets to it pretty quick, right? Like you've got three turns plus one twice. Um, and then you can ultimate it and then just get free card advantage.
2: Can I direct your eyes to the Royal Scions? You can literally the same people. Right. But a way better card for Phoenix.
1: Yeah, like uh, most of the time I agree. I, I actually I'm not sure that's the case, given the passive on this ability. I think the passive is the passive on this card is very, very good. And um, don't get me wrong. Like, I definitely like the fact that it pushes through a a Phoenix. I, you know, me, you and me both were playing Will and Rowan. In that deck, as a three mana planeswalker, but the passive on this is just pretty sweet, and especially like you typically are playing Will the Old Will and Rowan when you knew it wouldn't die, right? You typically right. hadn't played a bunch of cards well, this, up to that point. Maybe you played a thing in five. The ass.
2: Hmm. They start at five.
1: They do. They start very high, but um, the ultimate on that uh, is is very very good. I think I'm more likely to ultimate this because I think this ults faster than Old Will and Rowan,
2: right. I don't know, this dies to, like, every burn spell.
1: Sure, sure, sure. And that's, that's one of the advantages of Old Will and Rowan. but again, I'm I just thinking the situations where I would have played the old one, I'm definitely getting more out of this. This is gaining me a lot of mana by saving me 2-3 mana per turn.
2: Fair enough. It's a cool card, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, I, I don't cool think part. it's very good, but I think I'm happier to sideboard this, and I don't think the Will version of it is, is a real card, but hopefully
0: somebody out there proves me wrong. All right. Well, can I turn your attention then to a uh, counters card instead, Chris? Absolutely. How about one and a green for Dragon's Guard Elite, which is a two-two human drew with metal with Magecraft, almost metalcraft, also metalcraft. <laughs> Whenever you cast a cast or copy an instant of sorcery, of course, that's what Magecraft is, right? Right. You put a one-one counter on Dragon's Guard Elite, and then four and double green, double number one counters on Dragon's Guard Elite. Is this the best Quarian Dryad ever? This is the best variant of Quarian Dryad.
2: Yeah. Because one everything ups it mm-hmm. it starts at two and when you run out of things to up it it can up itself
0: yeah
2: and it's also very relevant creature typing
1: mm-hmm. are we playing this with some naya uh, showdown of the skulls and standard this card or, is just going to be it...
2: good just period i think this card is going to see decent amount of pioneer play and a lot of standard play
1: did you describe the stats in this card already? It's a two mana two two. yeah yeah okay. Yeah. My, my mind blanked and I was like, right. wait, are we describing these cards? You wanna you wanna go with the next card? Next
2: rare. Sure. Do it. Arc Arcmage Emeritus is blue blue two for a human wizard two two that says Magecraft, draw a card.
1: Seems
2: Makes good. Anything
0: it's anything uh, into a yeah. Beast Whisper, I've... but for control decks.
2: Uh, Beast Whisper is a two three, but yeah, no. Uh, this guy's cool. He will die so fast. Oh, definitely. This is a big commander card. I don't think, I don't think you're going to get a return on investments
0: in Pioneer. Mm-hmm. I think so too. I agree. Yeah, it's so close. Um, hey, let me ask I, you this question: How do no. how do lessons work? Oh, okay. Well, let's talk about that. So we have the professor of symbology here for one and a white. We get a two-one core cleric. Okay, uh, when she enters the battlefield, you learn, and what is learn? Well, learn says you may reveal a lesson card you own from outside the game and put it into your hand, or discard a card and to draw a card so lessons are kind of the runes of this set but hey there's more of them and they're more relevant and we get Mm -hmm. to know what they are up front and they are a new spell subtype so instant sorceries are lessons and at first we thought they were all colorless but then now we know we're getting colored ones and so in limited um it's just adding like you can, if they're in your sideboard, right? Because you can mm-hmm. find them from outside the game. You can go pull them from your sideboard and put them into your hand. Or if you would like to instead, you can discard a card and draw a card, which is, I, we're not going to get into a lot of the commons and uncommons, but I think is a really interesting aspect of this set because a lot of spells I feel like are normally one or two mana more than they would cost previously, but they all have rummage tacked onto them if you don't have lessons otherwise. Mm hmm. Makes see, to I, I, like I, I want to know up. if
1: lessons were like a, a side deck type thing right like if it was no, no, no. New... they
0: they're just in your sideboard yeah fair enough fair enough. it's not it's not like the contraption deck yeah
1: yeah
2: so I do think that cards like pop quiz which is I think the only comment we should talk about with learn okay. which is a blue and two colors for an instant speed draw a card and learn so essentially this is an instant speed divination but I get to pick my second card from my mm-hmm. sideboard. So, if if there can be four good targets for lessons, this seems like a card that would be very playable in a control deck. Sure. Like at instant speed, like I know we just got four, like Behold the Multiverse, which is probably going to be better. But like I'm just saying, like if there are just like good enough targets for lesson, like Pop Quiz, like if if we could have like a Wrath, a Counterspell, and like uh, something that like makes a threat. Sure like as lessons, then I think pop quiz is going to be a card that we'll see fly.
0: Sure. That's fair. Uh, Chris, what's our next rare? Um, can
1: I talk about my favorite one?
0: How? Okay. Go. Uh,
1: I wanted to talk about if it's okay, a card that I'm going to pronounce just as a shillelagh. Uh, it doesn't have anywhere that near anywhere near that many syllables in there, but okay. we're just going to call it shillelagh for me. The Dean of Radiance. Can I jump oh, up there? Oh,
0: we're we're skipping ahead. Can we, can we can we just keep it in order so I can keep track of everything?
1: Yeah, go for it. You you okay. do the next one.
0: All right. Confront the Past. We'll come back to yours. I just want to keep everything in order so we're not jumping around the pages a bunch. Uh, confront the Past. It's X and a black for a lesson. Choose one. Return target Planeswalker card with mana value, X or less in the graveyard of the battlefield. Or remove X loyalty count. Twice X loyalty counters from target Planeswalker and opponent controls. It's a Fine. lesson, so it's, it, that makes it interesting, right? You could potentially tutor it up. Right, it's fine. Yeah. The the apprentice cycle, it's alright. They all have mage craft. Uh, the Quandrix one is it, i think very good. And the Witherbloom one goes nice with our Liliana plan. The Witherbloom one also broke Commander and Legacy. Yes, it did. Yeah. This this
2: this caused the Chain of Smog fall <laughs> buyout.
0: The foil chain of smog's now a hundred dollars each, and I yep. literally think I sold one in a bulk stack literally last Oof. week. Uh, we also know the rare cycle. We are finishing off the Shadowlands with the Snarl cycle, which I think are I think are be better than what people think because we have the Triums now. These lands are gonna be fine,
2: but like, man, can we name them something different.
1: Yeah, they're named pretty weird. The art on these though is just beautiful.
2: Sure, but I mean, like the the Shadows lands like are all like a place, right? Sure and these like i mean i don't understand why we have a whole college campus like your setting is college campus and
0: you couldn't give me like like bio lab and just like well but we're we're getting that in a common cycle. We're getting like the actual colleges as a com- as a common land cycle. Mm. These are supposed to be like a of the two types of mana coming together, right? Sure, mm. sure. I'm just saying like uh, like wouldn't it red white wouldn't that be so cool to be like
2: locker room or something like that? I don't know. Like, I feel like, them? yeah,
0: but this lets them reprint them out later on if they want to.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Or like the quad, I don't
2: know, you know? Okay, <laughs> sure. <laughs> no, uh, I like,
0: right. their, I like okay. the reprint value of them for sure. All right, Chris, we're at the Dean's, so let's, I'll we'll go out of order with the Dean's now, but let's, uh, let you go, go ahead and talk to us about the Orasov Dean.
1: Uh, the Orisov Dean's, first of all, do you want to talk to me about what the Dean's are? What are the Dean's?
0: Uh, so the deans are uh, well; they are the high. They are in charge of the colleges, right? Mm-hmm, of course, mm-hmm. the colleges are also. So, um, what's interesting about Strixhaven is, of course, we have enemy color pairs here, but each of them are each dean sort of represents one the philosophy of each color, right, e, of their respective color in the in the college. Mm. And then I, which we'll get into when we get all the lorehold cards, um, they're doing a really good job, I think, if they keep it up with lore after lorehold. Of really in going into the idea of the colleges are going to be what the colors do differently is what identifies them, not how they are similar, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So I think it's be really cool. So of course, so like the, the deans here, so you have the Lorehold dean, so you have a, the white one on one side, the red one on the other side, so on and so forth. So Chris, what's our what's our uh sorry, I shouldn't say I shouldn't say orz what's our silver quill dean?
1: Silver quill dean uh the silver coil dean one side is uh the dean of radiance which is a two mana one one flying vigilance and i think the relevant text on this there's there's quite a bit but the first one is a bird cleric so if clerics mean anything to you which i think they were kind of at least interesting to me in standard then you know you've got something there um but the big one because obviously this involves plus one plus one counters here says tap to put a plus one plus one counter on each creature at the end of the battlefield under your control this turn now we arguably already have a better two mana counters matter card in standard with the, uh, the guy from Kaldheim. Mm-hmm. but this is still pretty interesting. And I think that this having flying and vigilance is pretty nifty because now we get to have a threat that's got, you know, evasion in my opinion, for no reason. And, uh, vigilance that can, you know, either post-combat, because, you know, theoretically your your green-white creatures or whatever your white creatures are, are probably not going to have haste. So we get to get in with this guy and then activate its ability post-combat mm-hmm. on our creatures we just played to get our value in combat and off the ability. And then if we're multiplying those counters, we just, we won really hard. So and then of course, I think that's the cool side. Yeah, I was going to say, cause I, are
0: you going to cast the black side ever?
1: um I think somebody's going to, because I think it's reasonably static. So the black so side is, here is... is yeah. Yeah, Ambrose, Dean of Shadow, which is uh, two colorless and double black for a 4-4. And it's got a tap ability that says put a plus one, plus one counter on another target creature. Then Ambrose deals two damage to that creature. Uh, And then it also says whenever a creature you control with a plus one, plus one counter on it dies, draw a card. So it's not terrible. I like like having the option. Uh, There's probably something interesting you can do with the guy dealing two damage to a creature, you know? Mm Mm-hmm whether or not it's like a stuffy doll type effect, or there's got to be something where that two damage is is going to be pretty cool. Um, what are those? Maybe the dinosaur cards, right? Where, like, they take damage and they ping stuff? Sure. But I don't know that yeah. you're going to play black in those decks, but
0: hey. You get registrar. Hey, There you go. Uh, the the Dean I want to talk about, of course, is Lorehold. Is the Lorehold Dean. Mm-hmm. On the front, on the, I guess it's the back side, actually. Uh, I forget which, which icon the is the one, front. Which is, the the one
1: triangle is, is the, the front,
0: back. right? Yeah. So one triangle is the front. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So Plarg, Dean of Chaos, Plarg. one in a red for a two-two Orc Legendary Creature, Orc Shaman. Tap to discard a card, draw a card. Four in a red tap, reveal the top card of your library until the, you reveal a non-legendary non-land card with mana value of three or less. You may cast the card without paying its mana cost, but all reveal cards this way on the bottom of your library in a random order. This card is a pretty interesting value engine, right? So you start off just getting to to rummage, and then later on you could start just churning out cheap spells. But the card I want to talk about in this one is the back side, actually. Which is Augusta, Dean of Order. Two and a white, you get a 1-3 Human Cleric. It says, other tap creatures you control get plus 1, plus 0. Oh. Other untapped creatures you control get plus 0, oh, plus 1. And whenever you attack, untap each creature you control, then tap any number of creatures you control. So it gives your board pseudo-vigilance, so you get to attack with everything right. And if you want, you can untap those creatures... To boost their toughness back up again, or you can leave them tapped to give them plus o plus one plus o. Right.
1: Where do you think you envision this uh, this card?
0: You know, at three mana, it's it's still pretty expensive for an anthem effect like this. Mm-hmm. It's a one three, so I do like that. And I do like that. It doesn't require her to attack as well. Um, it's a card that I don't know if it's going to do a whole lot. Right. But I think it's a very interesting effect, and it's a very it's a white card that gives you choices, which I kind of like.
1: No, for sure. I think I think one thing that could be interesting here, right, is um, you know, you don't have to attack with it doesn't her, say you it's, get to untap it's a creatures. attack. What's
0: when you attack with anything?
1: Right, exactly right. And, and the creatures oh, you wait, untap. It is
0: untap each control. Oh, so we can have like mana elves attack with something kind yes. right, of untap. Oh my god. Yeah. I didn't catch that
1: right so that's that was my thought here was like i think you're i think this is less interesting in an an aggressive deck which it could be but i think there's tons of value here with going hey yeah mana elves i didn't even thought of mana elves i was honestly thinking just creatures that tap for abilities right where it's like hey Uh i'm gonna tap to do pinging or tap to do whatever i'm gonna go to combat attack with whatever one creature i want or you know Whatever person that uh, sure. you know, you feel comfortable attacking with it, and then untapping it to give it plus zero plus one, and it'll mm-hmm. survive. But whatever your tap abilities were, whether it be mana abilities or whatever else, they're now untapped for reuse post combat. So sure. I thought that's why you're bringing this card. I think this card is pretty interesting for that reason.
0: Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, which of the other things we want to talk about? I'm going
2: to be the the little, uh, you know jerry thompson of this group and, and bring us back to reality here mm-hmm. i think only one of these deans is remotely playable in pioneer
0: i'm ready okay
2: that's a valentine dean of the vein mm-hmm. it's valentin okay <laughs> it's nicole it's a one black for a one one menace lifelink legendary vampire warlock we have some relevant creature types with vampire uh, he's got menace and lifelink which Why? is pretty dope Jeez. and then he says it for one mana there's one black mana then he says if a non-token creature an opponent controls would die, exile it instead. Okay, we have the best graveyard removal in the entire world in this Yeah, format. so this guy isn't relevant because you just have way better options. And then, so this is Kalidus for, for one mana. Then, if you have two extra mana, we get to exile no matter what. But if you have two extra mana, you can pay it and you make a 1-1 one, one, that dies and gains
0: you a life. Yeah, the does. point of Cletus is you get a token. You can get the tokens here, too. Yeah, but it's, it's costing you extra on a thing that dies to everything. Yeah, but also,
2: this this like flat-out stops opponents from using their yard. Only if they
0: die, it doesn't stop things from just being dumped into the yard. This card is very good. I think you're overselling it. I think it's, this card's
1: good. I think this would make a great pie bet between you
0: two, some way or another. That's for sure. Um... I no, I'm not going to that over this because the thing Ricky's actually glossing over is this is also a vampire. I didn't gloss over that. I said that's a relevant creature type. Oh, I didn't hear you say that part. Yeah, he said relevant creature types there for yeah. sure.
1: I, I think this card does a lot for one mana and I don't understand why it does so much for one mana, that's for sure. Hold I, on, I but it has got a
2: backside cool. too, Chris.
1: Yeah, tell me about the, the backside, Ricky. Tell, the backside, me, tell backside. me more.
2: The backside is green, green 2 uh-huh. for a 4-4 four, four human druid. Uh-huh. What's the card called? Uh, Lisette, Dean of the Root. Good pronunciation. She says, whenever you gain life, whenever you gain life, you may pay one mana. If you do put a one, one counter on each creature you control and they all gain
1: trample until end of turn. Huh? That's also pretty interesting.
2: I think that Valentine will see play in mono black decks without, without anybody thinking about the backside. But I think the backside is also insane in the right deck. Like it's as far as like payoffs for gaining life. Heliod's been the best thing ever, and that was, like, one 1-1 counter per one life gain. And yeah. this is just, like, if you got one mana, you get to Anthem
0: your whole team with 1-1 counters and Trample, hmm. which is sort of gross. Alright, I don't really want to get into these, these other cards, uh, but I do want to point out that our, our new, they have, they've clarified what the Evergreen keyword is. Uh, I don't think there's a card I wanted to talk about that has it, which is Ward. So, essentially, uh, Ward is, a, is a, the new Evergreen ability keyword. And we just put onto cards, and um, essentially it counters a spell or an ability that targets a creature, unless you do what the ward effect is. So I think there's been discard a card for ward. Uh, Torrent Sculptor has ward pay two. Yep, right. Um, The last card from the first day I do want to talk about, because I want to see if I've had a stroke trying to read this card, or if it finally clicked with me. And that's Shadrick Silverquill, because we are getting a... Uh, a founder cycle of mythic elder dragons. So three in order, three white black for a two five legendary creature elder dragon, flying double strike. At the beginning of combat on your turn, comma you may choose two. Period. Each mode must target a different player. Target player creates a two one white, black white and black inkling creature token with flying. So we're kids and squids here now. Mm-hmm. Uh, target player draws a card and loses a life. Target player puts a 1-1 counter on each creature they control. So, at first, I thought this card was bad because we always had to pick two. But after a couple times of reading it and realizing the grammar, it's, I, in my opinion, I think it's actually, because, right, like, I think everyone had an initial reaction where it was always, like, you have to pick two. Or it's either two or nothing, right? Right. But how I think this card is supposed to be read is at the beginning of combat, you pick one. But if you want to, you can pick two that has to target a different player. I don't think so because it would say up to. I uh, see. I don't think so either because that require that. See, that means there's a chance for you to never have the ability to go. But I think it is supposed to be. You get to pick one, mm-hmm. and if you want, to, you can pick a second one. So you're always getting something out of this because it's a feels bad if you don't get to use your card, right? Because you don't want to give your opponent something. I see. I think, man. I think this card
2: is too complicated and we have to wait for the FAQ. Yeah, I, we're gonna have I, to wait I think cause... you have to give your opponent
0: something. I don't, I, I think, I like had the brain, the Jimmy Trump brain blast moment of just being okay. like, no, it's that comma is there for a reason. You always get, you get one ability for sure. And if you want to, because you're playing commander or you're playing a giant, you can pick a second one
1: yeah because the thing is with the wording of cards now i do think it's actually hard to tell like i think if this was five years ago there's no way that it would it would definitely stay up to. but these days i think there's a chance i still think that it you have to pick two but i agree with you that i think it's a really feels bad moment if that's the case right like i think you should be able to pick one because this is a five mana mythic you know yes with flying and doubles, that
0: right? that is why it's a five yeah. mana key mythic of the set right and that's why right. I'm like they want you to always get some value out of it, besides just right. being a 2-5 flying double striker.
1: Uh, I right. definitely see where you're coming from. I, it's it's too complicated right now for me to like really determine. I, again, I, I would have to think they would say you may choose up to do, um, but if you do each if you do each mode, must pick a different player. But with how they're simplifying rules text right now, I, I could see it, that's for sure.
0: I'm telling you, I beautiful wine this, I smelled the toast, and mm-hmm, I saw the mm-hmm. signs, I opened well, up my eyes, I'm happy now.
1: I mean, if it was in the toast, who am I to argue, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah, it was in the sauce, too. It was exactly. in the
1: sauce.
2: <laughs> well, I'm ready to move to March 28th. All right, let's move to March 28th. Can I talk about the uh, the cool one? The cool what? The cool card on March 28th. There's there's two cards I think we should discuss here, and I want to cover PVDDR. Oh, sure. Paulo Victor D'Amitarosa, world champion. Yeah, mm-hmm. gave me my trophy on Arena. Is a white and two-colorless human cleric with flying... He's a 3-1. So 3-1 flyer for 3. And when he enters the battlefield, you get to look at your opponent's hand and you may exile a non-land card from it. For as long as that card remains exiled, its owner may play it and the spell cast this way has to pay 2 more to cast.
0: Card's good. I'm Madison
2: Cleric, not a spirit. I think this card is very good. White doesn't ever get to look
0: at your hand and take things. This They, they said like, oh, don't worry, we're doing more for white. But so far, what I've seen a lot in white spells, they're doing a lot for white.
2: I mean, this card, this card is very good. You literally get to like
0: look at your opponent's hand and say, "This costs two more now." Mm-hmm. Yeah, not, not mess- bad for my three-one flyer. Well, it's not even this card costs more now. It's not even in their hand, so they can't like discard it to something.
2: Right. Like this one a lot, and it's a three-one flyer. And if it dies, they don't get it back. Like you can blink and get another card with it. Like.
0: Very good. Uh, so I think the rare is really good, but if we, do we want to talk about the uncommon? Because I think the uncommon is also really solid. The uncommon is so good. You want me to take it away? Yeah, take away the uncommon because I want to talk about the rare. Rip Apart is red,
2: white for a sorcery. Choose one. Uh, Rip Apart deals three damage to target creature or planeswalker or destroy target artifact or enchantment. So this could have been a four mode card. But it's just a two-mode card. Uh, so this can either uh, hit a creature for two, for three, hit a walker for three, destroy an artifact, or destroy an enchantment. This is so versatile. Take your abrades, throw yeah. them in the trash. I don't care if this is a sorcery. Uh, I care a little bit, but I mean, if in the decks... Also, this is tutorable by Niv-Mizzet. Yeah. Uh, the Boros slot normally doesn't always get grabbed unless you've got Clarion, so mm-hmm. just saying, like, Niv-Mizzet decks, they're looking at this
0: card. I'm looking at this card for the multicolor cube. It's a good card. All right. So I will have to say I'm very disappointed in this set. Uh, so far, a lot of the spirit cards we've seen are all Boros, and are sorry, are all Lorehold, and uh, as a spirits player on occasion in paper, I'm uh, very just kind of disappointed in it. But I somewhat, like, like Traft said... Uh, who asks for a spirit lord of the monkey's paw and the fingers curled up like into a fist? Mm-hmm. Uh, but then we're going to get to that. But <laughs> the one I, the, the, on the twentieth, we have venerable war singer, one and a one red white for a three three vigilance trample, spirit cleric, and whenever venerable war singer deals common damage to a player, you may return target creature with converted mana cost converted mana value. Just man of cheese yeah i know i know it's so tough it's so tough <laughs> you may return target creature card with mana value x or less from your graveyard to the battlefield where x is the amount of damage Venerable reward or dealt to that player this card is sweet i love this card's design a lot why does it vigilance because white cuz white right. yep cool um you know i like this card a lot it it uh it's a very again, showing a good way of having the differences of why Lorehold works, right? So we took the Sun Titan aspect of it, of getting, and when it attacks, it gets we get to get something with Saul all, CMC backed from our graveyard of the battlefield, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but the red aspect of it here is, well, you gotta deal damage to get that value. So I think it's a really well-designed card. It's well-statted. Um, is it breaking pioneer boundaries? Probably not. But is it a very interesting card that I could see in like aggressive standard decks? Definitely. I love this card a lot.
1: Yeah, I think it depends on how much they, they push white, because, I mean, this card is very, very strong, and, um, you know, it's it's not get back easily all, fatal all your, like
0: If you get back, like, all of your your two ones, your Savannah Lions, like that back, like, that alone mm-hmm. is, I think, very solid.
1: Right. I, I think that's the thing. I think this is kind of one of your top ends of your decks, mm-hmm. and I think this is a, an interesting way to, to do it. And I don't know that you can replace, you know, the feather-style decks, but, but maybe, right? If there's some powerful white effects to be had... Uh, this this I definitely seems like it's slot in my red-white aggro deck.
0: Sure. Um, all right, we go to the 29th. Uh, I do want to point out, speak on the 29th, uh, if you think I've been smelling the toast, whoever did the mana cost of Returned Past Caller was 100% smelling the toast. <laughs> Let me read this out to you, how it is written on the card. Three, red, Boros hybrid, white.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: No, because the hybrid, the hybrid, the hybrid yeah.
0: hits... Uh... So the red
2: half touches the red port, and the white half touches the white part. I don't like it. It looks weird
0: just in the middle there. I don't care about your hashtag aesthetic. <laughs> uh, but it's a 4-2 with flying that whenever it is the battlefield, return target spirit, instant, or sorcery card, from your graveyard to your hand. That's alright. It's a draft card, right?
2: Yeah. I'd like to talk about illuminating history. I agree. Yes. This is a lesson, which is also crazy. This is red red two. Discard any number of cards and then draw that many cards. If there are seven or more cards in your graveyard, you make a three two red and white spirit creature token.
1: That spirit doesn't fly, which is which is what I don't like.
2: I like that this is a lesson and we can tutor for it off of learn. Mm-hmm. Um, the, currently, there's a wheel that is a land on the backside, which I like mm-hmm. a lot already. Right. And so, like this could be interesting once again with pop quiz. It's like. Pop quiz draws me a card and it gets me this wheel, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So that's pretty nice. I, I like that card a lot. Uh, we skipped over a rare in Radiant Scroll wielder two and a two and a lorehold for a two four dwarf cleric. God, why are these dwarves so expensive? Give me cheap dwarves. Mm-hmm. Instant sorcery spells you control have life link at the beginning of upkeep on your turn. Exile an instant sorcery card at random from your graveyard. You may cast this turn if the spell would cast this way. Exile it instead. Yeah. Eh. Yep. Yeah. Eh. Uh, all right, so uh, we'll skip the dragon because it's poo-poo garbage and made for commander. Wow.
2: Mm-hmm. I actually thought this dragon was really good. In what? Dragons. <laughs> In all dragons. Right. What, is, what does
0: it do then, Ricky?
2: First off, uh, Velomachus, I've been told by Ian, is proper Latin okay. for like huh. fast strong. Oh, cool. neat. Anyways.
0: Look, I'm sorry for disrespecting my college founder, but, you know, he's a narc.
2: For seven <laughs> mana, you get a 5-5 five, five Flying Vigilance Haste. And whenever he attacks, you look at the top seven cards of your library and cast an instant or sorcery spell with a mana value less than or equal to his power, without paying its mana cost and put the rest on the bottom. So, uh, seven mana is not a lot when you've got Sarkin. And... For dragons, And he's only one white pip, so we can splash him easily, just like we do with Dragonlord Uh This guy gets on the board faster, though. He swings, he's got Flying, Vigilance, and Haste, so he's going to block for us, too. We get to look at the top seven cards of our deck, and we get to cast an instant sorcery for free. Because right. uh, we're not playing anything that costs more than five.
0: All right. So talk to me when you want to put him in a real deck.
2: Wow. Mm. But I do want to talk about... Uh, I just want to complain lightly about the card right next to him.
0: Oh, Reconstruct History and how it doesn't yeah. get a creature back? Go blank. Oh, that one. Oh, okay.
2: Uh, it's Mind Rot that also exiles your yard for no reason.
1: Yep, I agree. <laughs>
2: stop! Please stop! Watsy. let me have my graveyard! No! Yes! I, I promise, there's just birds. It's just birds and spells I want to cast Treasure Cruise <laughs> and quit doing this to me. Somebody's going to cast this against me and I'm just going to cry.
0: If you do cast this against Ricky and he cries, uh, $5 for the video proof.
1: Yeah. Please post it on TikTok. Uh, uh,
0: uh, Alright, the card I I mentioned earlier that uh, could maybe get in Winota is Blade Historian, which is four hybrid lore holds for a 2-3 human cleric attacking creatures you control have double strikes. So obviously, they already wow. have Angrass Marauders. I think this could be an interesting, like, backup plan to Angras Marauders. I, like, I
1: missed this was human. Absolutely. Another You're big absolutely hit. right.
0: This windmill. is, like, Angrass Marauder, like, five and six.
1: Yeah, windmill See? slam. I mean, yeah. Like, obviously, the stats didn't wear better, but, like, I this one's castable, right? Like, I don't know. Like, man, you might be onto something. Because, again, you know, we can... I guess it's Naya, and this is just hard mana to get that many colors. But that's man. very interesting. I did not read that was a human.
0: Yeah, it's also at the very least, at the very least, standard Winota. Mm-hmm. I was just looking at this guy for quad white pips. That's true. That too.
2: But uh, you're you got a wh- you've got a way better idea. <laughs> I think this is
0: going to be a cycle as well. I think there's going to be a cycle of quad pip rares. Nice, um, man. That'll be finally, interesting for
2: Pioneer for Ruckman. A white flying spirit,
0: <gasps> for two mana. <gasps> strict proctor. You want to go ahead and take it away? Yeah, yeah. Because I I also proctor exams in college. This is uh, this is right up my alley, uh, and I did almost throw a kid out of his LSAT because he was giving me sass. Hmm. Um, anyway, so strict proctor, one and a white for a one three spirit cleric with flying. Whenever a opponent you entering the battlefield causes ability to trigger, counter that ability unless its uh, controller pays two so nice Niv it what's up nice niv mizzet sure yeah i agree uh it's a uh, it's a tribal to honor guards uh but well, they already had hushbringer though the, that's the only creature sure i guess it's everything here so this stuff's permanence yeah that's really interesting um we could combo piece this with um we can essentially make an amulet uh, we can also use this so we don't have to sack lands for our lotus field. Exactly. <laughs> Let's do it. Um, heated debate, I want to point out for the flavor text just being while oh you were partying, God. I studied the flame. I studied the blade.
2: <laughs> Nothing personnel, kid. I studied the blade. It's not even. Blade historian literally studied the blade, and he does not have like douchey flavor text like Heated debate <laughs> does
0: but wannabe Chandra here. Oh, my God. I love the Slaver Text so much. She's not the even card's... wannabe Chandra because she actually respects books. The card's probably bad.
2: It is bad. I mean, it's going to be fun and limited, and it's going to be uh, maybe playable in standard. Maybe? Yeah. I don't think so. Um, what do you think of Thrilling Discovery, Phoenix players? It's a cathartic that gains two life, and it's in white. Mm-hmm. It's hard to cast. Sure. Uh, I could I could leave it. Okay. I'm I'm There's,
1: down for the showdown of the scalds decks though. I mean this is
0: this is going to be hot. Humphrey Ghost Forge three white red for a four or five dwarf cleric. Again, give me cheap dwarves, please, Watsy. Mm-hmm. Spirit you this... control get plus one plus one and have trample haste. Make this a not red card, Watsy. <laughs> uh, whenever another token creature non token creature you control dies, exile. If you do create a creature that's a copy of that, create a token that's a copy of that creature, except it's a spirit initial to its other types, and has when this creature leaves the battlefield, return the exiled card to your graveyard. So this is um, what's the the Shepherd of Nightmare? Nightmare Shepherd just mm-hmm. better, right? Yep.
2: I view it better? I oh, Five mana for this sort of effect seems like a lot. This feels like a commander card to me.
0: I'd not say this card's like a rock star. I think this card's interesting. Yeah, I'm sure. with you.
1: I definitely think it's interesting, right? Like, I, I definitely think it's, uh, it could be standard playable in the, in the right deck.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: the fact that, you know, your creatures don't actually die,
0: you know? Mm-hmm. Now, the card I do really like, though, that's a common, it's probably one of my favorite commons so far, is Curate. Yeah. One in a blue, or actually, I'll let the Phoenix boys talk about Curate.
1: I'll do it. Curate. One in a blue. It's got a cool, cool looking little servo dude. Uh, Messing around with some books in the art, putting some books in a cart, and it's a instant, and it says look up the top two cards of your library, put any number of them into your graveyard, and the rest back on top of your library in any order, and we draw a card. So we can trip. And uh yeah, this card seems pretty interesting. I, I don't know, it's it's gotta be close to making it in to Phoenix. I don't know that it's for sure in there, but there's I mean,
0: it's thoughts it's thought scour at home.
1: It's thought scour at home. I think that's a great way to say it. I I I'm pretty interested, that's for sure.
0: I
2: don't know about it. I feel like instant speed is not worth the trade-off of losing a little bit of information from strategic planning.
1: I don't know. I I think this gives me a lot of value on my either my... um, whatever this is, the command, the is it command, or on is it charm, right? Like I I like that aspect of it where we get to keep that up in in certain matchups, and if not, we get to curate, you know? Mm
2: -hmm. I do like sparring regimen. Okay, what's Enchantment do? White and two for an enchantment. When it enters the battlefield, we get to learn. You gonna learn? Learning could be pretty good in white so far. as we've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a really quick. There is a there is a like beast within uh, spell. That's a lesson. Yeah. That's pretty interesting. Uh, it also says whenever we attack, we get to put a one one counter on target attacking creature and untap it.
0: Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. This
2: card is just sort of, I don't know, this card is just value. I like this card. I don't know, it's going to go in some boring deck,
0: but... It's also time... interesting to point out that they do the whole... This is another example of card shortening, where it's just when you attack, it's not just when you attack with one or more creatures. It's just like, hey, did you attack? Okay, well, you get to do this.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yep shorten up shorten up them uh them words
0: well i mean we got to fit all these cards to so exactly
1: it is- right yeah funnily enough the cards aren't shorter they had to do that because they're putting so much text on cards they needed to save so, so they to, need to save characters stroking
0: out while having a podcast
1: yep this is how well this is how twitter works now right you gotta you gotta do your twos and your hues as uh as one character
0: our first real, uh, real blitz of Strixhaven spoilers here. What do you think so far with Lorehold? I think, like I said, uh, I think there's a lot of work here to really shore up some of the white problems. I think just having a an ability to like learn across all the colors is super interesting. It's gonna make inter- it's gonna make limited very interesting as well. Um, I am excited to see what they do more with white going forward now.
2: I'm excited about the white cards. I'm less excited about the lore hold cards in general. They seem really, really clunky and overly costed for what they do. And they want to play with the graveyard in red white, where there's not a lot of
0: stuff that already wants to play with the graveyard in red white. Yeah, I mean, I'll give it to them that it's, it's a, I do like that it's a different take. Because again, it's sort of that, well, where does Boros differ? Well, or sorry, what is Boros different from Lorehold? Well, the Boros deck is just all the aggressive, low-cost creatures, right? Where where Lorehold is like, how can we get value from our graveyard and do interactions with that and stuff like that, so... All in all, I'm excited for this set, though. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm assuming next week... Obviously, next week we'll have most of the set out, I think, because a full spoiler will be out next Friday, as it should be, I believe. So uh, I'm excited to see, sort of get a better feel for... All the other colleges we'll talk about next week. It's going to be a big uh, spoiler dump next week for sure. Oh, Mm -hmm. yeah. All right. Any other uh, closing Strixhaven thoughts? Not on
1: this. Like I said, I'm excited for the showdown of the Skulls deck, that's for
0: sure. All right, then, Chris, you know what time it is. Is it time already for Does It Slap? Ah! All right. Welcome back to Does It Slap this week. We of course have a deck list submitted to us by Discord user Bridger, also known as Pure Steel. They bring us a deck that was in line with what Minjisku did. This is kind of brewed midstream. Um, we we streamed Servo Tokens version of this a bunch. We had a lot of we had a blast for it. But I did want to point out Bridger's version here because I think it's at its core it's the same idea, but it goes about it a different way. And this is our deck to prove that Xenagos is the goat of Pioneer. Talking Xenagos the Reveler, not God of Revels, and uh, we have Swarm Fire. We start with four Arbor Grazer, two Elvish Mystic, two lenore Elves, four Lotus Cobra, four Bone Crusher Giant, two Elvish Rejuvenator, four Scoot Swarm, three Tireless Tracker, two Glory Bringer, four Xenagos God of the Xenagos the Reveler, three Bane Fire, two Turn Simber, Timber Symbiosis, two Oath of Nissa, four Crack Crown Pathway, four Fable Passage. 5 Forest, 5 Mountain for Stomping Ground. So what we have here is sort of a, 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 a grueled mid-range deck list and then we get to just have a bunch of cool Scoot Swarm interactions and we're going to plus Xenagos to get some big old Bane fires and help cast a lot of our bigger spells. And this Man. is different from, again, Servo Tokens build that we've been streaming was sort of more all in on the ramp strategy, so this is kind of attacking it from a different angle. It's just the, the Scoot Swarm plan is kind of secondary to what this deck wants to do. This takes me back to like old blue red burn of the stake
2: decks. Yep. I was I love those decks. Those decks were a lot of fun. I wish Burn of the Stakes was in Pioneer. Um this deck is pretty sweet though I got to say. It's got a lot of my favorite cards in it and then green cards also, which is an interesting choice. Um I do like this deck. Do we have a lot of ways to like once again just still Fabled passage which is fine. I almost just want to like Literally cut one forest, cut one mountain, and play two Terramorphics. Yeah. And like wow. call it done, honestly. I'm sure. I'm mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie, I like this deck quite a bit. I the only other thing I could see is maybe like instead of Elvish Rejuvenator, I'd really like to see some Master. Okay. Since we have like so many ways to hit three men on turn two, I just like four Master. just feels like this deck can just run away with that. Yeah. Um this is fine, but like we've got, we've got eight other turn one plays. We've got ten turn one plays. I think it's fine with Othinissa, but.
0: All right, so my thought is, we don't have enough lands or interactions to really make Lotus Cobra worth it. So I'm kind of down to drop Lotus Cobra, or at least go down to maybe like a two up, right? So it's just kind of a value play there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we, maybe drop a Scoot Swarm, drop a Xenagos Thravler, because I think we need to start eating this deck out a little bit. Uh, I think we need a little more consistency here. I think we also need to up the land count. Even though we have the two turn timbers, I think we just need some more actual lands in the deck because I don't think we have enough land because Arboreal Grazer can't put the backside of turn timbers into play. So I think we have too many lands to make Arboreal Grazer, too few lands to make Arboreal Grazer a relevant card in the deck.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And that's going to be a big problem with me. So I think we kind of need to up the land count or maybe just drop Arboreal Grazer altogether. And, like, I think mean, we can just, you could play Scoot Swarm just with natural land drops. It's, that's not a big deal at all. Um, two land drops and you're there. I like the idea of adding Terramorphics. I just think we need to, like, cut some of the chaff here. Maybe fill us up with a few. I like Goblin Rabble Master. Maybe we're aggressive. We can play, like, an Atarkas command. I don't know. I, like, I love Oath of Nissa a lot. I think we just need some more lands. I've got it.
2: Okay. I want to cut the Oath of Nissa's. Really, I like Oath of Missile a lot. I want to play the three mana Gaia's Cradle. We tried that in the other version of the deck. It's the, not like. Good. Grow, uh, like Growing rights of Itlamon. Not good. Not good. Are you sure? Positive. Oh, but it replaces us as a card. We can play it on turn two. It's often. not good. We played it. It's not good. <laughs> well, I'm going to say I still want to do that. But uh, I like your notes quite a bit. I like the Rattle Master. Rattle Master is my number one thing to change here.
1: It yeah, goes with
0: the it goes with the Zenigos plan. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I like that play because the only thing is I, I I'm very surprised when I see a deck that's got Broiler Grazer and Glorybringer in the same deck. Like I'm just not sure I'm a super big fan of that um of that combo. You know, it feels like if we want to be Broiler grazing it's because we're gonna like have a bigger and better late game. Yeah, I'm not I, sure... Like I
0: said, I, I don't think we have enough lands for for the Arbor Grazer right now, so we could just cut our broiler grazer and up the up the elf count. I'm down to do that. Maybe we just like jam some cocos in here. We drop like the Glorybringers, bringers, right? Um, I don't, I don't know. That's kind of the, that's the, the the cocos are a stretch. That's just me looking at all these three drops.
1: I like that idea. I mean, like we don't have that many spells, right? So, like, I think that's a fun way to take it. I, I guess we could probably, in my version, that's what I would do because I'm fine with our broodracer. I just, I don't like it. And if we're trying to be super aggressive, also, you know, like, sure, I, I almost my version of the deck, uh, whether it's good or not, you know, who, who knows, but. Uh, I definitely like just leaning into the Scoot Swarm aspect of this, and I would want to really go harder on that Scoot Swarm and find more ways to put more lands into play and then substitute that Glory Bringer with either, you know, either some late game stuff and skip on the Cocos or something else. But I would rather there's so many big green creature cards we could use, uh, take advantage of with the amount of mana we're going to generate. If we don't hit our, our Scoot Swarms, we get Wrath. Fit. I'd like to see that over a Glory Bringer plus tireless Tracker package. Tileless Tracker is definitely fine. Um, mm mm-hmm. But I'd almost rather cut that down to a to a two of because it's mostly there actually as a card advantage engine. It feels like, mm-hmm, it and is. have some actual ways to sync our mana.
0: Sure. All right. Any uh, any other ideas before we go to final slappings? No, I'm ready. No, I'm ready. I'm gonna give this deck uh, 112 out of 112, which is the record Bane Fire we have on stream with Swarmfire.
1: Fire. Nice. Uh, uh, can I, I go?
2: A... Oh, okay. Go ahead.
1: Uh, I don't think I'm going to sell yours this time, but I might. I would like to give this stick a 165 out of the 169 I tickets that it costs to make the stick.
2: I was just going to give this an episode
1: 69. Seal of approval. <laughs> give it an episode 68 out of 69.
2: No, I'm, I'm give it the full 69 mark.
1: Wow, oh God, that's, the that's, first full 69 we've ever given on okay, uh, Crew Three podcast.
0: That's uh, that's six saxophones right there in the span of 30 seconds. Yeah, it's All it's right. late
2: night. It's late night, right? It's, it, yeah, this is, it's this the, end, this is the
0: end of the show. We got to lay into three it.
2: Three nights. Right, yeah. uh, like, what are we doing if we're not giving out perfect six out of nines? Right. Sure. And uh, you know, uh, for the sideboard though, I'm gonna give you like uh, a two out of four twenty. <laughs> That's
1: okay.
0: Wow, we just had to, huh? All yeah. righty then. Thank you, Bridger, for the deck list. It's awesome. I, I I've been really enjoying the people brewing along with us while we talk while I talk random BS on stream.
1: Oh, for sure. It's been fun to see. Like, we've really um as we're kind of talking about it together i feel like there's um you know people brewing decks with with intention using some of the ideas we're talking about and kind of putting in their own ideas on it kind of as it's fresh on the brain and so i think that kind of fresh in the brain uh, brewing has really led to some really great submissions recently
0: well there is going to be an interesting a reveal of a crew three submitted deck list. If our if our April Fool's Day plan worked, so by the time this episode comes out, we will have known whether or not our plan did or did not work. And that is, of course, to get Brushwag as the number one card in Pioneer. Hell yeah! So we'll see uh, if that plan came to fruition. Uh, but as always, gentlemen, thank you for joining me. Thank you, wonderful listeners at home, for tuning in every week to Crew 3, a Pioneer Podcast. We are, of course, possible by our wonderful sponsors at Patreon. That's patreon.com. slash crew3mtg. And also, of course, that affiliate link below for our Inked Gaming playmats or just applying the code in general. You can find me on Twitter at crew3podcast, where I run our Twitter page. And also, it's kind of my own stuff. I post some stuff up there every now and then. Uh, Ricky, where can they find you? At also Steve and Twitch.tv slash Monster TV. And Chris, where they can find you?
1: You can find me at it's underscore Christmas on Twitter. Without the T. Without the T.
0: And of course, and Christmas. Like said, put the T in it. Sure. <laughs> and of course, like Ricky's on Twitch at Dormonster. I am of course on twitch.tv slash crew three M T G. Right now we're streaming Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday nights. Crew three nights. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Uh, a few nights a week there for about an hour, hour and a half. We'll go a little longer on Fridays. It's just kind of weeknights. I don't really have a whole lot of time to go super long, but it's it's been a good streaming schedule. I think we might keep that up after these kind of busy weekends sort of wrap up for me. And of course, also crew through MTG on YouTube where I post weekly pioneer deck techs. which of course this week will be a double shot because I missed last week's posting. So look out for both of those. As again, thank you all for listening. Gentlemen, thank you for joining me. Anything else before we sign off? Nope. All right. That'll do it. Talk to y'all next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.